The Napier World Cup saw the first major world triathlon action of 2024 and it did not disappoint. Two nail-biter individual races and a mixed relay that shook up the rankings and are well worth a watch back on demand on triathlonlive.tv. Then it is to Abu Dhabi we head for the first WTCS of the year. Start lists packed with the big guns, some looking to show their national selectors what they can do, others testing their early season form five months out from the Paris 2024 Olympic Games. One of those is Vincent Luis, the two-time world champion who had his Tokyo 2020 ambitions derailed by injury, but still played a huge role in the French mixed relay team's bronze. And who, it is safe to say, is fired up and ready to stake a claim on one of the three spots available for Team France at the end of July. So clear the schedule for Friday the 8th of March when the women go out at 4pm, the men at 6pm and the mixed relay follows from Abu Dhabi on Saturday at 3.30pm. Obviously it's the, it's the home game so if we don't do it now we will never do it. I just feel like uh, I'm being in a, in a cage for too long and I'm, I'm just waiting for someone to open it. Vince, hello. Hey, how are you? Good, thanks. You well? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really good. Really good, thank you. Uh, last uh, week into my uh, four weeks camp here in uh, Lanzarote, so uh, you yeah. didn't get that tan in Leeds, that's for sure. No, 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 no. Well, Nader in Girona, to be fair with the Brits, it's uh, it's good, but not as good as here. Just give us a little recap of who's with you on the on the squad for the start of this year, then. So here in Lanzarote, there is. Um, uh, Luis Knabel, Ben Sebicak, uh, Ben Farr. Um, we have a few Spanish with us. Antonio Serrat, uh, David Castro, Sergio Baxter. Yeah. Uh, Where is there? Jake Berthwistle. Uh We have the only girls is uh, Anna Godoy. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's about it. And then Joel, our coach. We have uh, also a physio here. So I think we're like uh, maybe 10 or 12 athletes, I think. Nice. So no no Vasco, no... Um... No Vasco. Vasco yeah, no. stayed in Girona because uh, he had to go to uh, Napier to do the relay, I think. So oh, right, I think yeah. he wasn't really worth uh, for him to come here and then fly to New Zealand. So he stayed in Girona and, um, and Yele, uh, well, he just had a baby. Uh, so um, I think he's going to skip Abu Dhabi. We wanted to spend some time with the kid uh, now, so he's just uh, he stayed at home for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I think the girls, the other girls, uh, they're also racing in Napier, so um, yeah, they did not did not join here. So we had to split the squad a bit with Joel coming with us here, and Drew Box stayed in Girona. But yeah, yeah next week we should be all back uh, in uh, G Town. G Town, <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, yeah. So is this? So it's it's a four week camp. Is that something that has been a regular for this time of year for you, or is it like is this unusually long? And uh, as a result of the season ahead, um, so we um, we used to work uh, like as a as a nomad group, kind of with like always being on camp. Uh, obviously, uh, there was a before COVID and after COVID. So that was mm. our life before COVID. We would always be on camps, a uh, matter of. Uh, wherever the season brings us and uh, where we have to be for racing and uh, we will spend at least at least uh, six weeks in Fuerteventura um, which is the the island right next to where we are now um, but uh, yeah during the COVID years uh, we obviously could not travel so we stayed uh, based more in Girona um, and then uh, the Olympic happened and uh, you know it's it's a lot of stuff that uh that happened and then it took it took us a bit of time to put it back together working and uh, that's our first now camp official camp as as the group uh, and we arrived there yeah three weeks ago we still have a week to go and uh, going to race um, Abu Dhabi and then in April we uh, we gone again on camp in Font Romeo for the first altitude camp of the year so uh, yeah that's something I think that um we we're gonna start to do again uh being just on on camp living out of a suitcase but I, I kind of like it it's good you train you eat and you rest that's the that's the best uh, that's the best thing it's it's hard for some because I know they're, they're a bit homesick or 
they miss the they miss the girlfriend or whatever. But I um I do like uh, I do like being on camp, staying staying focused on on the diet and and just training and and everything. But I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying I don't miss my girlfriend. But um, <laughs> I like, no, but I like, life admin I, life admin can go on hold for a bit, right? Yeah, just... yeah. No, I do like I do like the camp life. It's just easy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I guess you know it's it's well basically exactly a year since we caught up with you in Girona for that down the blue carpet we had a great sit down at your place um I, I suppose the first thing is to figure out where you are where's your where's your fitness where you know this is the start of another season how does it shape up compared to the countless you've done before and is it feeling fresh and are you feeling good and and where are you in terms of like you know what what has kind of dogged you the, the different injuries over the last couple of years uh yeah well uh i hope uh, i hope meeting and sitting with you guys doesn't curse my season <laughs> again but no I, I don't i don't blame you for that don't worry it's it's 100 on myself uh yeah it was uh well when we sat down a, a year ago i was actually really confident that uh, the season will go will go really well i had a, I had a good winter of training and, uh, and actually um, abu dhabi was not too bad for a season open last year i finished fourth uh yeah. but uh far far from knowing that that was my uh the only race i would finish last year um i uh yeah after abu dhabi everything derailed a bit uh, i got a first injury on on one of my calf and um i was kind of uh, nursing nursing it a bit back to running then uh then my uh my hip uh start to hurt and uh yeah i've been diagnosed with a with a stress fracture uh, which uh, had me sitting out yokohama Kakiari um so i was um i was really uh i was really keen on uh doing my best um and everything i could to get back uh, into uh the test event making sure i uh i feel the criteria qualify for uh for 2024 olympics and uh yeah i had a, I had a good training went up the mountains in front uh got back into training did some yeah good stuff unusual stuff like running at 5,000 meters elevation that was that was tough but fun uh we uh we were right on on track, and uh, and yeah, a couple a couple of days before Paris, I start to feel a, a pain in my calf, and uh, yeah, well, you know, you just go to bed and hope like in the morning it'll be gone, uh, but it did not happen. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, during the run in 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 test event, I could feel uh, something was off, so I, I preferred to stop, and uh, and quickly after MRI revealed that I had a I had a tear in my calf. Uh, so that was basically the season done for me, and um, I decided from from that point that uh, my my best chance at uh, giving a shot to the Olympics would be to really rest my body, um, doing kind of a reset uh, of my body, and uh, and make sure I'm strong for the for the months that are coming up now, um, March, April, and May. Uh, that's uh, basically until the end of the Olympic period. That's the that's the month I have to show the. The federation that I'm with uh, bringing to uh, to the Olympics, so that's uh, yeah, that's that's where I am now. Uh, I'm happy. I had a good winter of training. I uh, I went back to the to what I like, the camp life uh, in in the UK, in Portugal, now in Lanzarote. So that's what I really like. I've been back to uh, I've been back to training, putting aside all the all the worries that I uh, that I had about uh, whatever whatever. It's uh, not uh, performance oriented, and um, yeah, I do feel good. The body is responding well. I'm in a good mindset. I have a good group here with me, and uh, and I've enjoyed back now uh, a bit more on the field with us. It's 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 really helpful. He's someone that really needs to feel uh, like our our people are reacting, the mood and the body language and everything. So I think it's it's really great to have him around, and I feel um, I feel even more confident now that he's around and. Um, sessions are being good. I'm I'm hitting really good numbers, really similar to what I've done before um while i was uh i was fighting for podiums every uh every weekend so that's uh yeah that's exciting i know there is like now a newish generation that that's coming and uh and um these numbers are maybe part of the of the past now or something like that but uh but i believe i still have a i still have a shot at um at, at yeah, at racing at the front being uh, being an actor of the race and uh, and i believe that's what uh, is going to make a difference in the in the next uh, next couple of months and see uh, yeah see how it goes but uh, I mean I, I it's no secret for anyone that my last season as as an ITU uh, as an ITU athlete 
Um, so I want to make it worth and uh, I want to make sure I, uh, I told the lines, the, the start lines every time healthy and, and ready to fight and um, giving all the guys a good run for the money. And you must, uh, over the years, have realised as well that a happy athlete is a good athlete, right? And there must have been times at the start of seasons where you were feeling like, for any reason, be it fitness, mental, whatever, that things weren't quite sinking. And this time it looks like it is all sinking, right? And it's all clicked together nicely. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's always difficult, you know, when you invest so much time and energy in um, in the sport, and 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 I mean, you wake up in the morning, the first thing you want to do is to train, is to be competitive, is to uh, is to have this feeling again, this adrenaline of racing, and um, and and you and you do miss it. So there is a in in no means I'm comparing anything, but I think there is like a kind of a withdrawal from it, and uh, and it can be uh, quite addictive to uh, to train, to race, and even more to win races. And uh, and when you uh, and when you go um, and when you go back to uh, not winning, not racing, or not even training, I think it's a, it's a rough it's a rough period. Um, I remember watching the the grand final in Pontevedra. I was on holidays and uh, like beautiful destination, having perfect holidays, and I watched this race. And uh, yeah, that was that was really uh, that was really uh, tough for me to watch it. Uh, and um, and yeah, I just uh, I think it fueled me for this winter. In a, in a good way, not in a, not in a way of doing like stupid things, training too hard or training too fast, but it fueled me in a sense that, uh, well, in Abu Dhabi, I was beating the, the guys that uh, that were at the front in Pontevedra. So that means I, I can still do it. And um, so I, I just focused on myself and, uh, and trust, uh, trust Joel in the training, did, uh, did exactly what I had to do, you know, try to do much, you know, did not try to do more or faster. I just stick to the plan and uh, yeah it's uh it's it's working really well so far so i, I still have to like uh being uh hold back a bit sometimes at training because you know you can't can't really pet a shark you know but it's it's always like i always want to do more and faster but yeah joe's really good at helping me keeping me in line and um and doing the training i need to do but the important thing i think back then was to focus on myself what i was able to do and not seeing what others were doing and um yeah i did uh i did have a good um a good entourage good people around me that helped me realize that uh it's just about being patient and my time will come but um no that was a, that was a rough period but now it's it's all about uh it's all about uh waiting until someone opened the cage and racing i did wonder um if you so you and georgia were obviously on holiday like during that grand final right uh i did wonder if you were going to be watching it you actually sat down and watched it live as it happened or yeah yeah well with the with the time time difference we were actually at dinner uh so that's okay. that's that's a good way to ruin a good dinner if if you want a tip <laughs> oh, uh but um yeah i mean it was it was all right i was really um it was really mixed feelings because I was obviously really happy for my friends. Uh, the French did awesome, and uh, they all my friends. Yeah. They uh, they execute the plan that we we wanted to put in place for years, and uh, we we managed to do it in Abu Dhabi in 2023 and uh, in 2022. Sorry, at the grand final when Leo won the grand final, and they did it again in 2023. So that's um, yeah, that's good to see. It's 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 really nice, and and I was the happiest guy for them, but. It's it's also like you also have to be a bit selfish, think about yourself, and yeah, that was um, that was a rough rough moment. But um, the, the the next day, I actually had a call from the high performance director, and um, I mean, I was I was really transparent with him. I told him I'm 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 not gonna sell you anything right now. I'm I'm not turning. I'm I'm doing my rehab and doing everything I can. But uh, if if you make a if you make a pick today, then then I'm not part of the team, and I know it, and I'm not I'm not in any denial. Um, and uh, but but I told him count on me to be strong when it counts. Uh, a couple of months before the Olympics, leave a door open for me, and uh, and I'll be there. I won't disappoint you. And and I think he was really happy to read it from me. Uh, he he um, he understood that I wasn't selling myself or overselling myself. And um, and uh, it's. I always been always been really transparent with the people at the federation. I always told them when I was injured or when I wasn't, and um, and also I've I've sometimes showed up at races and told them, well, I'm most likely gonna podium at this race. I feel I can podium at this race, and um, and when I say there is a 95% rate that I'm doing it, 
So I think they um they're quite happy with that um that mindset that I have. They also know I'm 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 a I'm a team player. Uh, I'll I'll help the guy as I as I help Leo in 2023 obtaining the world title. I'm 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 really there for the guys because um in Lausanne 2019 they all came up to me and they told me they would do everything they could to help me win the title and I think that's that's a great spirit we have in the French team. I've heard a lot of stories about other teams or the federation where it's far from being that ideal. So um mm. yeah, I mean it's been uh, it's been as I said rough period for me but now everything is looking a lot more clear and uh, I think it's going to be uh, a rougher period for our IPF men's director now to pick three names for the Olympics. At least, yeah, the the bittersweet of watching Dorian win, um, Pierre doing really well, Leo obviously as well, uh, and then Georgia obviously seeing Beth and Kate do similar. Like to be able to both be going through those kind of conflicting emotions must have been pr- quite helpful, right? You were able to literally be like, right, you're feeling basically exactly what I'm feeling. We've both missed out huge chunks of the season. We've both got a huge target next year, and we've just seen our teammates do what they needed to do to put themselves in the shop window so yeah you must have or did you have a little policy like we're not really going to discuss it or was it like right you know let's let's talk this out a bit yeah we do have uh we we do have uh, an untold uh policy with georgia that uh, you have the right to be upset for 24 hours and then you have to move on um and i think he was even shorter than that i think we're just like well it is what it is the only thing we can do is focus on ourselves um keep doing the good work keep uh, keep uh, following the the physio and the coaches advices and and that's the only thing we can do i mean what's done's done you can't you can't get back in time um and well um i actually have a little uh, a little stat that i uh, that i've uh, read the other day about um for the for the last uh, i think it's the last two two or three olympics rio no two olympics uh, I think there is only one guy that's been on the podium at the test event that was in the on the podium at the at the actual Olympics. Uh, I think it's Hayden Wild. I think he podium in Tokyo test event and then he podium at Tokyo Olympics. But none of the guys on the podium in Rio uh, or uh, or the two of the guys in Tokyo were on the Olympic podiums. So well, I guess it's uh, it's a good indicator of um, of how this world selection policy works. Uh, I know federations are kind of tight with test event and they do have to put criteria there because there are uh, a lot of politics that I'm not going to comment here, but that for me don't make the most, the most sense about uh, selecting and picking people. Um, but yeah, still, as I said, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day also um, about a coach saying that uh, it's most likely a guy that was really fit the month before the Olympics that wins the Olympics. And we've seen again Christian before Tokyo was unbeatable, basically. He raced God knows how many times and he was basically winning every single race. And mm-hmm. then he was Olympic champion. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's you, you know, you kind of, uh, kind of uh, put the things uh, in your mind that help you thinking uh, positively. And, um, yeah, as I said, can only focus on myself. I'm I'm training good. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying my training at the minute. Enjoying life. I'm I'm feeling really at peace with uh, with what happened last year. And um, I'm only focused on what's next. It's really exciting for me. It's the first time I'm leading into a Olympic year, being actually a an outsider or a chaser. Uh, as a as a French, I was always picked a year before. Mm. Um, and uh, again, confirmation that that doesn't mean anything. Um, I think quite the opposite, right? It seems to be that the favourite is so often not. Yeah. The, the, it, the flip happens, whether it's the last two world champs or the, the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Like I was going to say, coming in as the slight underdog is is like quite a refreshing yeah. position to be. I, no? was, um, I remember having a chat with Jan Frodeno, uh, 2008 Olympic champion, and he said on the start line of the Olympics, 50% of the guys are injured or have been injured in the in the past six weeks and that's that's 100 percent true like everyone wants to push a bit too much and uh, i know some guys are already injured now uh they, they're not racing abu dhabi because they are injured and uh it's uh it's most likely because they made mistake during the winter they wanted to push too hard and and that's that's a mistake i've made before can't blame them it's uh it's we all we all have been there and um yeah we will we, we'll have surprise always leading into the olympics but 
yeah it's 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 uh yeah it's uh it's an endurance sport so most of the time you do have good surprise but there is no magic and having joel right back with you like as you said like that presence for this particular moment must be hugely important as well right that did you miss that period he obviously went off to australia and you know, regardless of how experienced you are, he is, and and the the long distance thing works. Yeah, to to be able to have that extra like authority in a way, right? That you will absolutely listen to as well as your body. Like he's probably one of the only other people that you'll listen to, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordy is Jordy is really good um, to have around. He's he's really calm. Uh, I mean, he he has a. Uh, Countless of uh, World Series wins and World Series podiums and and Olympic medals. He knows he knows how to deal with pressure and everything. And uh, and he's really um, he's really quiet. You know, uh, he, he if you if you do a really good session, he'll he'll just tell you thumbs up or good job. You know, there's no there's nothing over the top. And and I like that because well, if if your coach is good and if you're a good athlete and you're doing what you have to do every day, should be a good session. And uh, I think I think that's that's this thing being being uh, good, being uh, a standard, being a norm. I think that's that's what everyone want to tend to. And uh, and I really found I really found some uh, some calm and and peace into having Joel around. I think it's it's really good because uh, he will. Um, I, I always I always say Joel is really good coach because I think his his training program is really simple. He doesn't he doesn't faff around. He doesn't. It doesn't care about the two percent extra when when you actually need to master the ninety eight percent. I think that's the most important. And um, but what makes him a good coach? It's um, he he will he will be really good at reading people, reading the mood, and and seeing how you act, how you how you reply. If if you're tired, if you if you skip a few things, if you like, he will he will be really good at that and adapt the training without even you noticing it. I think that's that's really good. So it doesn't make you feel that you are tired or you're missing out on some stuff. And I think that's, that's really good because, well, a big percentage of performance is, is in the head. It's mental. It's, if you think you're going to win a race, there is a big chance you're going to win the race. Uh, so I think it's, it's really good. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, really, uh, I'm really happy to have, it, to have him back. Um, I know he's also been through a, a rough patch uh, last year with with uh, with Triton Australia. I think it wasn't it wasn't easy for him, and uh, I'm really happy he's back now with the squad and um, and doing what he what he loves, being the being the master of his own own project. And uh, we do have a good group. We we recruit a few uh, a few uh, girls with us, and uh, we now are working a bit with uh, with a few Spanish. So it's uh, it's quite fun. Um, it's a, it's a bit of like a fresh fresh wind coming. Many not many quiet moments with like a David Castro and Sergio. Yeah, Baccio yeah. And... I call him I call him Radio Castro. It, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. This guy can get dropped on a bike but keep talking. He's he's, he's a really good guy. And uh, it's funny because uh, actually I had a few words with him on a during races on a bike uh, because he was a bit uh, in the hurt box and not taking pulls. So yeah, I can be a bit vocal and, uh, and, and I was a bit curious on how it would, uh, how it would, uh, like, uh, end up here training with him. And he's actually the nicest guy on the planet. He's, he's really good. He's always there. He's all, always telling me if you need me to help for any training, you tell me. And, and that's really good, you know, to, um, to have a real uh, opinion about people and, and, and who they are. It's, it's actually really, really cool. And I'm, uh, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to train with him and, and other, other Spanish. He was, it was a. Uh, it's it's a really good camp we're having now, and uh, yeah, I'm really happy. I'm going to dinner every time with a big smile and and looking forward to have a debrief of the days. It's uh, it's always good fun. And those sort of subtle uh, indications from Joel that to tell you, you know, he's he's pleased with how it's went. That, that kind of summarizes your approach to it as well, right? You're not like putting sesh track sessions out there. You're not putting numbers out there. It's like you get a sort of an inner strength or an extra strength from just knowing within you and almost that the rest of the world don't know it, right? To be able to know that you're on that start line with it and nobody else particularly has much of a sense of it is, is like an extra power, no? I mean, if you do a run session and you're running with Mario Mora or Yelegins, you know you're one of the best runners in the world in Charlton. And if you, uh, if you, ride, uh, if you ride with, uh, with Vasco, you know you're one of the best uh, bike bike rider and if and if you swim with uh, Luis Knabel or 
or with myself, you know, you, you're going to be a fun pack swimmer. So there's no need to like being a bit paranoid on, on, on times and splits and everything and putting more pressure than you need. And, and we actually do tend to do a lot of sessions in, in, in nature and not trying to like really being on a proper measured course to make sure we hit those splits or those spaces. Um, so that's, that's actually like what racing is. Racing is all about crossing the line first, not, uh, not having the best splits. And it's, it's all the magic of, of races. It's, um, you, you can, you can, you can win the race without, um, uh, doing the, the fastest training. It's all about what you, what you put on a daily basis. And, uh, yeah, I've done, I've done big weeks, most likely the, not the biggest one, most likely not the fastest one, but I'm, uh, as I said, I'm pretty confident that on, on D day, I can, I can have a good race because, uh, because I know I'm around guys that can possibly finish in the top five. So it's, um, yeah, it's always, um, <clears throat> you know, a bit, uh, of a confidence boost to push you, to put your paces on, uh, whatever social media and having people tell you how strong you are. But, uh, but I believe that, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't really need it. I don't. I don't think I need it. I think I, I know what I'm doing, and uh, and being also um, overlooked by Joel. And if if he knows what he's doing, he's done. He's done it for years, and um, he he's he's really confident that it works. And and I'm also really confident that it works. So yeah, no um no Stravanoia for me. It's it's all about uh, doing my miles, doing my stuff. Uh, I don't need any recognition from from anyone. Uh, I would say the only the only people I want to make proud are my parents. So the kudos and all those likes on on social, it's 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 perfectly fine if people want them and love them and and like it, uh, attention and stuff. But I don't know. First thing is to be happy yourself, not to make people happy. I guess. Well, and you benchmarking, say your bike against Vasco or your run against Mario Heller within the training group, but equally they would all benchmark you. In each one of those disciplines right in each segment like you've kind of built yourself to be was that always part of your plan you didn't want to like just like rely on on one element like you always get you know mario by his own admission would you know his run was outstanding i guess like a, a javi was maybe more of an all-rounder or an alley but was that always you know, like right this is this is what success will be for me well, I've uh, I've been I've been watching triathlon since uh, two thousand maybe yeah, the first Olympics and and I've seen it I've seen it change a lot um, and and I've raced a different scenario and and I remember the watts back then uh, uh, in in twenty twelve Olympics they were fifty watts under what we're doing now in a race so the the dynamic of races have changed drastically. And then, and, and I did, I did have to adapt also. So I did have to spend time running more at some point. I did have to like put the big weeks in the running. And, um, and I, I guess that helps me now that the bike is more important because I can, I can run a bit less, but bike a bit more. So it's, uh, you know, it's always a constant evolution matter of, uh, of the races that are on the calendar matter of who is racing, uh, new, new, new people coming, uh, how strong is your nation again, uh, what we can do as friends to maybe make the races work our way. So it's, uh, it's, it's been a constant for maybe, I don't know, the, the 15 past year that I, that I've raced, uh, that I've raced ITU. It's been a constant evolution and a constant, um, questioning about how I was training, what, what should I've done, what should I've changed. And, uh, yeah, I've always think like, you do have to be bulletproof when you show up to race. Uh, swim, bike, run have to be optimal, and uh, and uh, and it's funny because when you're on the start line and you look at the guys, you can see the fear sometimes before, before the swim because well, some people they could, the race might be over after 15 minutes. It, it just it's just done. If if they're two minutes down or one thirty down, it's most likely done for them. But I've mm -hmm. never had this fear. I, I always knew like well, at least I'll be in the race for. Um, third of it until we until we hit t2 i know i'll be at the front of the race so that's i think a mindset that's really different i've always been confident in that so um yeah it's um it's 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 funny because uh i've i've, I've heard a few federation since the relays have been introduced uh they've put a quotation kind of type thing for athletes to like try to match people in the relays and and we've done that too in France and there is no secret about that like we 
we kind of rate people um, out of a number of points to see what's the best tactic what to put against them, matter of their mm-hmm. strengths or their weakness. And uh, and I know a few a few high performance director they come they come over to me and they say, well, you you reached you maxed out the points because we we don't know when when to put a guy against you because swim back run you're still gonna be up there. And, uh, and I think that was the whole point of my uh, of my career. I, I won races that were foot races and I won races that were breakaways. Um, and uh, I've never been, I think, the best uh, swimmer, biker or runner, but I've always been up there. And um, that's what uh, triathlon is all about. And um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been anywhere a fun journey, uh, training with those guys for short races, racing, uh, Racing everyone, I've raced um, every single Olympic champion so far since triathlon has been uh, has been created. So um, it's been uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun and it's not done yet. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy because I mean we obviously we did a little look back to the first Abu Dhabi, the 2015 finish with you, Mario, and well Mario first, you second, and Richard Murray third. Um, Mario obviously retired. Richard, you know, think of the sort of elder statesman of triathlon at the moment. But you seem to, I don't know, transcend that a little bit. And um, yeah, I wouldn't sort of ever kind of put you in that in that same bracket. I suppose it's interesting, isn't it? Who, <laughs> but then you look at the the dobs of of that Abu Dhabi start line, and there's no hiding from it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, uh, I mean, I still feel I'm 20 in my head. Huh? Like uh, I still, uh, I still love for nothing, and I still do all that things, but. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I still want to race. Like I, I will, I will hundred percent like race again. Saying yeah, twenty twenty eight Olympics and all that. And but yeah, at some point you do have to um, to seek reason and and see like, well, my uh, my body my body is holding on a on a really thin wire now, and I do have to be careful. And uh, and I've I've traveled so much. I've raced I don't know hundred plus races, and it's. It's 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 good. I think uh, in French we said we we looped the loop, and uh, and I think that's a that's a good way to say it. Uh, I've I've enjoyed every single race I've done. I've I've met incredible people, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been good fun. As I said, I've seen I've seen triathlon evolve. Uh, I, I I start racing um, in in short and singlet, and uh, it's that's the thing that I think people are racing now. They don't even know what it what that means. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been great. Some people I've, I've raced with, they're now commenting races and they're now working for brands or they now have plenty of kids and everything. And, and I'm still there, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun. Thinking about that and I guess body preservation in a sense and so on, like, do you think part of a big part of Dorian's success last year was like season management in a way and not racing excessively and was consistent in his finishes and then brought out you know the big win right when it counted yeah it's um I think it's uh we we do tend to see a big a big issue now in 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 short distance uh, racing is the season management is people start seasons really strong um they go on they go on camps where it's where it's uh, hot and they train like really a lot and quick and uh, and they manage to hold it for like a couple of months but arrive april may july they most likely already mentally or physically burned out and some of them can push it until august but then it's it's done and i think um i think that's how uh, leo and dorian got their world title because they really managed well the season and uh and we haven't seen um, Leo um, last year won the Super League after that. So I think he was really still uh, holding good form. It's uh, I think it's important that people understand that the old pattern of doing cross-country and, and, and bike races and all that before the season, it's you're already like firing too many bullets because the first race in, in March or April or, or May, yes, they're important, but grand final is 1.5 times the points. There are plenty of races in the summer. You race Montreal, you race Hamburg. Uh, last year was Sunderland. Like you have so many races, and that's when it's tough. Like those months, June, July, August. That's when you have to put the, the big work, and that's and that's a long stretch if you already burn so many matches during winter. So I think um, I think it's we've seen a new pattern happening of people like doing a lot more volume in the winter, but not not getting too excited. And uh, and and you need a second push in in the summer, and and I think uh, 
a lot of people are already a bit cooked and can't, and can't do it. And I think that's what us, us French and particularly Dorian last year and Leo the year before managed to do it, to do it really well. And that's, mm. I think, uh, that's, I think, how they got the world title. It's, uh, none of them were really, um, favorite. I, I will, I will not say favorite because they were part of the, of the mix of being able to get the world title, but we were a lot more expecting Hayden or, or Alex to, uh, to top off the season with that. But, um, for, for Alex, it's been, uh, it's been three years now. Um, 2021, 2022, 2023, where he was going for the world title and, and, and it escaped. And I feel really bad for him. I think he deserves to be world champ. He's a really great athlete. And, um, and, and I hope for him, he, he'll be world champ one year. I mean, he, he's Olympic silver, so it doesn't really matter for him. But, um, I think it's something that he's, that he's missing. Um, and, um, I, I wish he can, he can get the, the title this year. But um, it's yeah for me for me being being a world track and series world champion it's all about how you manage your season and you do have to be really strong for the grand final. And in a season like this, you've got to factor in like, like you said, fifty percent of people on that Olympic start line might be injured. Um, Ali Brownley said, you know, a huge part of his two wins was just being able to turn up on those two start lines in London and Rio and be a hundred percent confident in in his fitness. Um, so, yeah, the the preparation from now till then is is everything, isn't it? And there's going to be a lot of people taking a lot of care and a lot of people. <laughs> but but then, how do you know that that you know you're you're? I suppose it's is it about like building up to that, pushing yourself to the limit, or do you never want to push yourself to the limit until you're in that final like kilometer, say, uh, of, of actually on the on the course in Paris. Well, it's 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 a tough question. Um, I, I do believe uh, I, I do believe if you show up at the Olympics, just having done having done anything like you like you should have done, nothing over the top, and and you you kind of guarantee a top fifteen. But no offense, but who cares about top fifteen at the Olympics? Uh, it's it's the middle of no, or nothing. Uh, so. Um, if you are if you are regular in the top eight, then you're gonna have to take risk to finish in the top three. And uh, if you're regular in the top three, you'll have to take risk to finish uh, gold. So you know it's always uh, it's always a tricky point. But I think having for me having a coach like Joel, it's it's really helpful because he knows he's been there, he's won Olympic medals, um, and uh, and and he knows what it takes, um, and he knows the the mistake you 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 should not do. So. Um, it's it's I think what makes the difference between between two coaches is it's not planning. Planning is easy now. Even algorithms are doing it. It's just um, making decision when it's crisis, when when an athlete is questioning things or questioning feelings. It's uh, what should we do? Should we do less? Should we do more? Should we not do it? Should we do it tomorrow? Should we uh, should we take rest? Should we not? It's it's those questions that that's that's what make a good coach and that's. That's why when when I see so many people that are selling coaching service, I, I wonder how much of of hard decisions they do have to take like that because I think that's what would make a, a a big difference into coaching. It's it's when the the decisions count that uh, that you do wanna have someone you can rely on, and I think Joel is even sometimes if he. Uh, he doesn't know because like you, you cannot know everything. It's it's really hard to like I mean sport is not is not all the way, you know, it's not always A plus B. It's sometimes a bit of of, of the mood of the athlete, how he slept, what's external factors, everything. But uh, but if, if you have a coach that takes the decision, it's always it's always good. So you don't have to think about it and you always think it's the good decision. So um yeah, that's that's what I think is is really important, is having a team you can trust around you because They'll they'll hundred percent do something that's uh, they think that this is the best for you. And um, with Joel around me, I'm pretty confident he will bring me to this uh, start line with uh, with um, like a body that's healthy. And that's that's all that's what I want. As far as like making those dangerous, difficult decisions, is that what won Christian gold in Tokyo? Do you think when it was like him, Maiden, and Alex there, and I don't know how many people were surprised maybe more in hindsight than at the time that he outran them both but it was the moment that he went and the amount that he put into that break yeah, and that was like you know that was a that was a dangerous decision it's um yeah it was it was a really bold move but um 
I mean, just just this full season. If you look at it, it was um, it, they 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 made decision. They made decision of of uh, racing a lot before. Uh, they made decision of uh, doing um, a lot of heat prep, doing a lot of early morning trainings to get up to the times on difference. They they do um, they do own the the decisions, and I think that that was that was a good choice. I mean, Christian is. He's an incredible athlete. He's won everything you you want to win on the planet, and um, and he still has plenty more to go, I think. So um, that's that's what I really respect in in Christian in in general. Is uh, he, he makes decision and he and he owns them, and and if they don't work, then they don't work. But um, he he will he will always like get the most out of it. And um, yeah, if if he would not have done all that, he would have finished probably on the podium, maybe or or maybe win. We don't know, but. The thing is, he believes so hard in what he's what he's done before the race that when he launched that attack after the last U-turn with maybe a K to go, there, there was nothing stopping him, or nobody stopping him at least. Yeah. And the prospect of that Paris course, obviously, the test event was one thing. You went in full of, you know, fully fit and so on, and didn't quite pan out. But the the sense of the occasion for a test event was obviously huge. Uh, seeing that corner, the, the corner as you came back onto the onto the bridge, just thick people climbing up the lampposts and just yeah, the the noise that that's what it's all about, right? And that was just a taste of what it will be like. And um, yeah, that that there's a little bit of home advantage there. I don't know how much that's worth, or if you think if you believe in that anyway, but. Yeah, even though you didn't get the full taste of that course, um, the the magic was undoubtedly there as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's no secret that um, that the French supporters are, are really loud. I would say, and uh, and they and they're really out there. And uh, that was great to see uh, to see people um, answering uh, answering the call to be present at the test event. We uh, we did have a first taste, I think, in. Um, in Lausanne in 2019, it was really close from France. So a lot of people came from France, and uh, and then we had the two uh, the two Super League or, or Super Tri school now in in Toulouse that were also really really crowded. And uh, yeah, it was it was great. And um, I, I do believe I don't want to offend anyone, but I had uh, more um, more applause when I was walking on the sidewalk going back after I got injured than. Uh, than Alex winning the race, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it was uh, it was great to see the support from the from the French. Uh, I, I did I did feel sorry I could not deliver a better race, but uh, it was it was great and uh, and that was just the first taste I think from from what the the Olympics gonna be. Um, it's 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 going to be great. Um, people will discover Paris in a in a different angle, and uh, I think that that'll be that'll be great. The the course is amazing. Like I mean. When do we get to race in the middle of one of the like biggest city with the most history and, and everything? Like I mean, you like the Eiffel Tower, like the Triomphe, like the Champs Elysees. Like it's 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 incredible. It's incredible. We uh, we we don't get to race in the middle of New York or all that all that big city. It's it's impossible. And having having the the games really in the middle of of Paris, it's yeah, it's it's amazing. And I think it's a great opportunity that. We uh, we should be uh, proud of as as French and trying to do our best and home advantage is for sure gonna be something. It's we sure gonna get some extra wings for um for the race and um, I'm I'm honestly just uh, just happy that um, more more French people and more kids can 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 access sport and can watch sport and and just be I I, I don't want to say inspired but just be like aware that they can they can do triathlon and if, if that can push more more french kid to uh, to be outside and enjoy uh, sport and, and practice some something different then i think the mission is, is complete and is a success and as a pure triathlon course how does it stack up um i don't know compared to a, a london or a rio or tokyo but also just in terms of a kind of course that you would want to be racing it's obviously i mean yeah it's got the it's got the the stardust um so a course like pontevedra that on paper wasn't setting many kind of worlds alight pre-race but during the men's race showed that it was you know the the, the the break stuck and it was actually like you know a fascinating 
course that brought out a fascinating race so yeah the the, the specifics of the the paris course from that from that yeah level. it is a it is a really fast race uh i think alex time for the win was 147 or something like that it's 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 really really fast on the bike we average like uh like a really high um average speed so it's yeah, it's it's a really fast course. Um, it has its technicity with the with the cobbles and and, and some fast, really fast corners. Um, it's it's really easy for a group to be organized, so it's it's good for breakaway. I think if people want to work together, I do believe test event and the actual Olympic race are going to be a bit different because well, uh, it's only going to be uh, fifty five people at the start, uh, like um, only three French, three uh, two Brits, I guess. So it's uh it's 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 it makes a big difference. Um and uh yeah, in 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 the pure personal point of view, I'm happy the swim is that hard. I mean the current makes it makes it hard, it's it's exciting, it's also really hard to lead the swim. I only lead only led a lap last year, but it was uh was quite hard actually. Mm. So um yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. We uh, we did work a lot on our um bike tactic we did uh, we did uh, meet a few times with the other boys and and try to like sort out what was the best um what section we did lose time last year and 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 where we should push more and everything so we had we had a lot of good insight we're working with a good team of scientists i think it's it's really good um obviously it's the it's the home game so if we don't do it now we will never do it but it's uh, it's really interesting it's really interesting uh, also seeing the the different federations the different strategies they they're going on to it's it's yeah it's fun but uh, every single olympic there is something new you know in tokyo there was aerobars and, uh, and and hit prep and and paris is like open water swimming and it's it's all it's always something different like every federation thinks they they found the, the secret key right, to yeah. open the the pandora box but it's it's most likely uh, it's most likely the the athletes that make the race and um, and i think as as french we do have a few uh, a few extra cards to play uh maybe not the fifth ace but not far from it i guess swim position kind of key I, yeah lots of reports of where the current is stronger whether you're on the inside outside so on that that pontoon draw suddenly takes a whole nother level of importance and interest right yeah it's um it's always funny because i've never really cared about where to go on a pontoon because well, I would just sometimes feel I would go in the middle, go in the middle. Sometimes feel go on the side, I would go on the side, and and that would actually I did not know that until not 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 late. But uh, I that would actually trigger some people. They were like, oh, why why is Vince going in the middle or why is going there? But I I actually absolutely don't care. Like I just I mean I just go wherever I feel and and uh, and I just start from there. But in in Paris, it's obvious that it's um, it makes a difference because you do want to have. Most of the current uh, helping you, of course, but um, yeah, as I said, fifty-five people—it's gonna be a narrow pontoon. Uh, not gonna be much uh, distance between the left side and the right side. I don't know. A spot is maybe what fifty centimeters, so yeah, twenty-five meters. It's not gonna be—it's not gonna be a big difference. But um, yeah, we still have uh, the numbers out there somewhere on the cloud with the scientists looking at them, and um, that'll be—that'll be interesting to see the different tactics from the different federations. But um, that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm paid to to think about, and I'm and I'm happy about it. And it's you, um, you Leo and Dorian on the start in Abu Dhabi, right? Uh, no Pierre. Um, I guess compared to like ahead of Tokyo, the the there was a lot of noise about the U.S. selection policy and how people were kind of dialed in very early on and got their place i mean obviously with the extra year of covid as well that was enhanced but even though uh dorian and pierre have to all intents and purposes fulfilled the criteria it's kind of seems smart that the french federation has left the door open it's not there's still there's still an extra thing that they have to to do right there's still like a i don't know it's like a top eight or something but there's still there's still a box left to tick that yeah just kind of leaves some very important racing over the next couple of months to just finalize things and finesse things yeah the, the french they always uh they always uh, wanted like um a confirmation criteria on the olympic year uh so for for us the french it's uh top three in, uh abu dhabi or top six either yokohama or cagliari 
which is which right. is far from being easy. Uh, as you said, mm. as you mentioned, Pierre is not racing Abu Dhabi, so that's one chance less for him to fulfill this confirmation criteria. And and after that, it's full discretionary. So um, I think it's all about yeah, showing that you can be uh, either a chance of a medal or help to get a medal or be a team player or help the relay to get a medal or being the best alternate to get a medal also on the relay. So it's, um, yeah, it's, as I say, there is plenty of if uh, in this situation. And and as I say, the best way to, to reduce the... Um, the unknown is to be strong every time you show up on the start line. And uh, for that, you do have to show up on the start line. So that's that's my goal for this year. But um, there is no, I, I believe, I mean, it's it's my fourth Olympic campaign. I believe there is no perfect system because, uh, well, at the end, we're all uh, human and uh, it's uh, it's always uh, really hard to manage um, just, 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 just humans because there's so much happening outside of, of just training and racing that's uh you you never know what's gonna happen so um yeah it's um it's gonna be interesting couple months coming up i'm i'm really really excited and uh, i feel uh i feel confident and really um yeah like back into my young age when uh when you're just racing a bit careless and and you're showing up at races just just having fun the um, abu dhabi is the first stop um it's a race i've done uh more times than i can remember um, it's it's always been uh, successful for me. Uh, I don't I don't remember what my what's my worst place in Abu Dhabi. That was maybe seventh or something like that. I think so. Um, yeah, it's always been like great racing there. It's a, it's a fast and furious race. It's, it's quite cool. Uh, I'm also really excited to to uh, see people again after such a, a longer hiatus. It's 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 good to uh, to get back there. Um, and then, well, we're racing on a Formula One track. Like it's it's fun, no? I think we we're really lucky, and we should be grateful for that. Um, I, I do have a couple of friends that live in Dubai that that are gonna come and watch the race. It's 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 really fun. I, I'm I'm actually planning to stay an extra week in Dubai after the race to just uh, train there a bit. And um, so um, yeah, I'm just uh, you know I'm just uh, yeah gonna enjoy this this last race, last last uh, year of racing and and just being out there um until uh until yeah we uh we uh draw the curtain and 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 we'll look back but we won't be we won't have any regret for sure yeah well yeah great to see you in in fire and shape even after overwintering in yorkshire and uh <laughs> that was that was the toughest part of my season i hope huh? that was uh, <laughs> that was a lot of water start to appreciate like what gave the brownlees that little tough edge doing that year after year after year right yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's funny because uh I w- when i was in leeds i would get uh, i would get private messages from people saying it builds character but i do believe it it builds your immune system more than character <laughs> like for sure <laughs> yeah you're now like pneumonia immune that's not going to that's not going to be a problem yeah. oh yeah yeah if i mean I'm I'm thinking racing winter triathlon or something because now I'm I'm ready. What was it? Boxing Day? You did the cross country. That that was um that was quite yeah. something, wasn't it? Well, I, yeah, uh, I've, yeah. I don't know. Is there? Is yeah. I, I don't know if cross country is the right word. It, it's it was more like mud country or something like that. But Bog, it was Bog yeah. Racing. It was really fun. It was really fun. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of a tradition there. Um, we uh, we don't have a clue what Boxing Day is in France. Like it's just a normal day, it's just the day after Christmas, basically. But we um yeah, Georgia Georgia wanted me to. Uh, she actually wanted to do it too, but it was a bit too early in a rehab. So um, I was like, well, I'll do it. I just I just go there, run there for warm up and and race it. And and it was really fun to see. Um, I think people were just out of bed and still uh, still uh, a glass of champagne in the hand, and some people were still dress as like santa and, and some people were really competitive but it was good fun being out there um it was a good training um i i was sore the next day to be fair uh because it was a lot of uphill and downhill but yeah that was that was good fun um i miss uh, i miss cross country i haven't done one in a while and that was a good a good reminder that it, it still hurts tommy insisted that i ask you about uh the the flip side of obviously a lot of muddy biking is having to clean the bike off what was this 
what was this post a couple of days ago? <laughs> Fairly sort of birthday suit. Oh, you, do you know what the birthday suit is in English? Have you come across this expression? Uh, no, but I guess it's when, yeah. <laughs> Naked. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It's funny because I, I, uh, I really, uh, I, for fun, I, I used, I used to, uh, and I still do a quote, uh, Gustav Eden, that he used to say, my best outfit is no outfit. And uh, and I loved it. I think I, Gustav is a really funny guy. I really like Gustav, and I actually really miss him. I hope he's gonna race uh, any IT yeah. race soon. But it's um, yeah. I mean, Georgia's been a bit cheeky there. I did not know she was taking a picture, so that was that was funny. I came back from a ride. I was soaking wet, and uh, our place has a hardwood floor, and I could not decide between ringing the hardwood floor or cleaning the bike. So yeah, I just. Undressing the entryway and, and clean the bike. Uh, I mean, that was uh, that was just it. But uh, yeah, Tiki Georgia snapped the picture and, uh, and thought it was uh, it was nice to put it on socials. But yeah, that's it. And good having Cassandra in the UK a bit as well. Like um, you know, to have her and Emma, they were the first French women on the on the end of season podium ever during the series. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about like good timing for chalking off a, a landmark achievement like that between them yeah the girls are actually really strong um we also do have leonie that's that's right there she's uh she's getting a swim dial at the minute and, and making sure she can she can uh, also like have fun with the girls at the front um i mean cass is uh cass, cass is actually it feels like she's here since forever but she's actually still really young um i think i think she was disappointed about this this world title but she does have she does have plenty plenty more years to go and uh and 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 emma it's it's even more so it's it's quite of uh every time i see emma i try to not think about how young she is compared to me um but uh, she's uh, she's a really mature girl she knows where she wants to go and she doesn't have doesn't have time to uh, to get fancy she really works to act to achieve goals and and i really appreciate that in in emma's mindset uh as as a bit as christian she she makes a decision and she she owns them and i think that that's great for such a young athlete she doesn't she doesn't really ask around what people think she she does what she thinks is best for her and i think that's a really great mindset i i, I really like it she's uh she's growing uh, she's growing quick uh already a few a few uh, podiums under a belt and, and now an overall podium, um, she she might have been the youngest French uh, man and woman I think to uh, to achieve a podium at the at the series overall. So um, yeah, that that's great to see the girls coming. And uh, for for a long time we did have a bit of uh, lack of of depth in the in the women's to uh, to fill the relays when when one of the girls didn't want to race or could not race. But I feel I feel now we do have. We do have plenty, and we do have other girls that also right there, like Mathilde Gauthier or Audrey Mel. We do have a lot of girls that that can still like get there. But but yeah, I think uh, I'm not sure about the stats, but uh, are we maybe the only nation with three and three, three boys and three girls? I think I think because it's only us and Hungary on the men's side. So um, uh, Spain are looking quite good as well. I think okay, and Germany, right? Okay. Um, so, but yeah, we might be maybe Germany had three girls too. So yeah, that's that's yeah. that's not many nations that can that can do that. And uh, I think it shows that um, that the performance uh, side of our federation is is working quite well. Um, we we do have a we do have a good uh, relationship with uh, with the with the staff and the high performance director. I think it's a it's a trust uh, it's a trustful um, relation and and it's a win win relationship between uh, between the staff and, and us athletes and um yeah we we do have fun every time we go on at races both the athletes together and also with the staff so i think that's the most important yeah and it's going to be strictly business whichever three of the guys make it and between those three that is going to be a potent six for the individual medals for the mixed relay uh i mean yeah it's it's all lining up to be an absolute belter for france whichever way you whichever way you cut it yeah yeah no that'll be uh that'll be good and uh and and on my side as as i said um i think wh whoever goes to the olympics as as a man uh, for france is having a shot at the medal anyway and um i i don't want to say i don't think i'll be missing that much but i think 
I think yeah, the guys are completely capable of uh, of bringing back uh, medals uh, without me, and uh, and I hope they believe the the opposite is uh, is the same. There, there won't be any wrong decisions, I think, at, at whether they're sent to the Olympics. I don't think there will be wrong decisions, but uh, just have to be a decision that's hundred uh, percent performance oriented. Yeah, and we get to see the first fruit of where you are all at in Abu Dhabi. That is going to be a great way to start things. Can't yeah. wait to see you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's uh, that's good. Really, uh, really excited. As I said, I just I just feel like uh, I'm being in a in a cage for too long, and I'm I'm just waiting for someone to open it. And it's your third time back in only four races there, right? You've literally your last three WTCS races will have been finals 22, season opener 23, season opener 24. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I'll see, but uh, I don't know. I, I won't make it for, I don't know how many races there is on the calendar and how many I will do, but um, maybe I'll, I'll end up uh, this uh, short distance career with, what, 110 races, maybe IT or something. Well, if I'm 100 or 9, I'll do another one next year for sure. <laughs> I like I like rounded numbers. Quite right, yeah. It's five and five in the finals this year, so yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Vince. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for the chat. Have a great season. Yes, Looking forward to seeing you in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I'll see you in Abu Dhabi, Doug. Thank you for your time. Cheers. <laughs>